This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. For the last time this season, welcome to a review on the Ale and Vale podcast. It is Sunday. Saturday, Sunday, it's bank holiday weekend, it's Sunday. Sunday the 7th of May, quarter past eight at night. Vale have played the champions today, Plymouth. Lost 3-1 in a very spirited affair, I think. Um, and yeah, I, I personally think we put up a good show, but let's see what the others think. I'm joined first of all by Johnny. Johnny, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, can't grumble. I'm, I'm happy with that today, to be totally honest with you. And we'll get on to it as we go through why. And we won't go in too much through. We won't see the back of and who we don't. Because that will be one for Wednesday. Yeah. Also, yeah, and we're also joined by Steve. How are you, Steve? I'm not bad, thanks. Uh, not a bad day. Um, Better than your week. Mm, yeah, something we were talking about in the group. But, you know, we've stayed up. And that was our aim for the season. So, as it was a success... Had we stayed up differently by starting off shitly and powering through to the end, um, we might be more positive. But it's one of them. We need to needed to stay up, and we have done. Yeah, totally. Which, with you. Which totally is easy with you. for me to say. Yeah, start of the season. That was the aim. Once it stay in the league, we've done it. We've ended up doing it by is it five points in the end? I haven't had a look that close. I think four or five points we've stayed up by in the end. So not comfortable, but comfortable enough. And to be fair, I think today there was signs of some stuff to be positive about, some stuff that needs addressing. Is that fair to say, Johnny? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, we aim one at the, at, the, at the start of last season, and we all said it, we, all, we would have been happy with 20th. So, aim one's completed. Does it feel good because we were 10th at 1st of Jan? No, it doesn't. But at the minute... Job done. It's now a huge summer, and um, we'll obviously get onto that more in the next couple of weeks when we when more comes out. But 
It's a huge summer. We've got to get the appointment right. If it's Crosby, it's Crosby. He it then puts more pressure on the recruitment side to get the playing staff right. Um, and who knows? It, it's... It's going to be a difficult one, and we're not going to please everyone with whoever comes through the door. But I think the retained list, when when it comes out there, is going to be going to be interesting because a few players who I thought were nailed on to be offered look like they're off. I think I don't know I don't know what you pair thought about about it, but was was has gone. You could tell yeah. that Willow yeah. looks like he's gone. You yep. can tell him his face looks like he's gone and Pet looks like he's off. Yeah. And I know Proctor pretty much denounced he was off anyway, but I think them three were three that you'd expect have got contract offers. And I still do think maybe we offer Pet Pet and was something, but I think they know they want a two-year deal at their age and we're probably offering one. Yeah. Yeah, I am... Um, you know, it's, again, we're going to back up about this one. It's one for the retained list. I'd like Pet to say to stay. I was really surprised that Willow even played today. I didn't think we'd see him in a veil shirt again. And, you know, I don't think he particularly want to because of his injury record. And I, I have heard that he was he's been offered something that he isn't particularly happy with. And and I guess we all have our opinion on on that, but I don't know, I was surprised he played, but I like Pet. And if we could get Pet out of one year and was there, then I'd be tempted to let them stay, but you know, it did look like Was was off, which is a shame today. But I'm not sure he wasn't my man of the match, and I think that was a sort of predetermined thing for them, really. But anyway, yeah, no, I'm with you both, with you both. And I'd keep Was, I'd keep Pat, I'd keep Willow if the contract was right. Which obviously, Steve, you've alluded you've possibly heard things that the contract may be right from a veil perspective, but not from his perspective. And who knows? Let's be honest, Willow knows, Fletcroft knows. And we'll all speculate after that. Before we get into the game, go on, Johnny. I was just about to say, I think, I think the fairest thing we can say is that Willow's got to get the Gibbo treatment, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got to. Um, and if he doesn't, then the Gibbo, what happened to Gibbo is is probably worse than how I think. Because I think, I think what happened to Gibbo, apart from one part of it, which the if, if the rumours are believed, the way he was spoken to wasn't right. But... Again, it's only rumor. It's all. It's what what we've seen. No, Gibbo hasn't come out and said it has he. It's 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 all hearsay. But yeah. structure of the deal sounded like it was right in terms of based on what you've done in the past three seasons. And we've got to do the same with Willow. In the past three seasons, I think he's played ninety games, and forty nine of them were last season. Something daft like that. So that says everything you need to know, really. Yeah. Um, about it. So, I, for those just before you carry on, those wondering what the Gibbo treatment is, if you weren't listening to the pod last year, or haven't heard, it's fully believed that Gibbo went in for whatever contract and Flickcroft said, Look, your stats over the past however many years is this is the amount of percentage of games you've played. Therefore, we're offering you a lower deal than you think you're worth because you haven't played as many games as we would like. Yeah, and I think that's providing the treatment is the same for everybody with Gibbo and Willow and whoever else it may be. Don't really think you can argue with that approach, providing it's consistent. Yeah, and some it, some people been... may argue that for Willow, you're treating different because he is the best player at the club when he's on the pitch. I don't buy that philosophy because if you're not on the pitch, you're no good to me. 
No. And I was just about to say, I think I think the thing is what you've got to do is you've got to treat injury different. You've got to look at, say, Ben Garrity, for example. Yeah. You can't look at him and go, well, he's missed six months of the season because he has missed six months of the season, but in a big chunk because of one injury. He hasn't got an injury, come back, got another injury, come back, got another injury. And I know people say that's harsh, but it's reality this season. And it's similar to Will Forrester. We're probably going to have this discussion in 12 months if that continues, for example. Has Garrity missed six months? I'd had it down as three and I haven't got the stats in front of him. What, Garrity? Yeah. When did he? He got injured what? in the home game, didn't he? It was, it was, he, he, he was out for six weeks, about 10 weeks ago. So, yeah, right. I'd, I'd say it's touching. But I'm with you, Garrity, and we're used to Ben Garrity being fit. We're used to Ben Garrity playing. And it's, as you say, it's one injury that seems to have done him rather than keep coming back, dropping out, coming back, dropping out. Uh, MK Don's in March, so it's two months. Two months, yeah. As we say, I didn't think it was six months. And I know yeah. you might have just been using that to say, but I don't want it, people think you're actually saying he's missed six of nine months. No, it, it, it just I, I, that, that just says everything about Ben Garrity, doesn't it? It just feels yeah. like it's been longer since, because we've missed him. Yeah, it does. We've really missed him. And yeah, before we get on to the game, just one shout out and you two have a few words on how class the fans were today from both sets of teams. I th- and we knock Vale when they get things wrong. I thought Vale got everything spot on today with how the day was handled, how the trophy celebrations were handled, how everything was organised. And I thought the club got it spot on today. And I thought both sets of fans were absolutely fantastic today. Yeah, I think, I think look, I, I, one of the things I said when I got home, I, I think today was good banter between two sets of fans. Like, they took when we were 1-0 up and we're singing you're not champions anymore and stuff like that and while they then obviously came back when they went 3-1 up and were singing I think it was good respect from both sides part of me and Steve I know you're in this camp part of me thinks it's a shame that they didn't raid the pitch because a good pitch invasion is great and you know, it's one of them things. We've got nothing to celebrate, but they had. Um, but they did it. They did it well. But I didn't stay for them lifting the trophy because I don't want to see that in my own my own place. But up until that point, everything everything went well for me. It was it was well thought out. It was well acted upon, and fans behaved impeccably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with entirely that. I I do. I know I'm I'm probably in the minority now, but I do love a pitch invasion. But I'm a peace lover. You know, the extra one last year, just talking to a few of their fans on the pitch. And I wouldn't have begrudged them if they'd gone on the pitch today. Half an hour later, when they stayed off the pitch and the way the club went about presenting the trophy, I'm kind of glad they didn't in a way because, as you said, Bez, when they'll get things wrong and we do get things wrong, things wrong we're quick, quick to criticise. But today, it was really classly done. We even let their announcer bring on their team. I'm not sure there's any need for two by two, but even so, it was it, Vale. Vale did themselves a lot of credit today, and so well done to the club. Yeah, I'm with you. And the fans did because we've seen in the past a section of fans from Vale and any club start turning it nasty. And if there'd have been a pitch invasion, that could have happened. I think spirits were good enough that it wouldn't, but it could have happened where you get a section of fans going, "Oh, they're on our pitch. Let's go and claim it back." But it didn't feel like that atmosphere today. As you say, Johnny, it was good spirited, good natured. 
when they announced the travelling fans, the Vale fans gave them a round of applause. That was great. Plymouth fans joined in with both many applauses that we had. And yeah, I thought it was the club worked today really, really well. From what I saw, the stewards weren't over, overly heavy-handed at all, which we've been to away grounds, Johnny Charlton being one of them, where the stewards were horrendous. And if you yeah. get the stewarding right, it helps the atmosphere of the day. It does. And I think I think what you have to remember is you treat them like adults. And there was one bit where I thought the stewarding was a bit overhanded today. And at the end, there was a lad in yellow in the Plymouth end that stood on the wall and one of the stewards pushed him backwards. There's no need for that. Like, he's not encroached onto the pitch. He's not doing anything wrong for me. I know people people might disagree, but he's not doing anything wrong for me. Just let him enjoy it. If he steps over the wall onto the gravel, get rid of him. But they, they started pushing him, and that could have turned nasty. And luckily it didn't. The police then stormed over and put a camera in his face, which... I don't agree with either because, like I say, I don't think he's doing anything wrong. But that was my only bit where I thought today, like, that was a bit unnecessary. Everything else seemed to be almost perfect. Yeah, I didn't see that part, to be fair. But, yeah, huge huge credit for today to the Vale, for the organisation. As you say, we've called them out on things on here in the past that they've done wrong. Today was absolutely spot on for me. So, let's get on to the game then. So, finish Vale 1, Plymouth 3. Have either of you two looked at the stats? No. No, right, I'm going to put you on the spot then, because this surprised me as I look at it. Possession, Johnny. Um, 60-40 Plymouth. Steve? I think we have more possession than that. I think we have more possession than you think. 56-44 Vale. 61-39 Vale. Yeah. It was at the end, we were knocking it, we were knocking it around a lot, and that kind of masks, you know, Smithy and them were played square, and that kind of masked it a bit. I think the second half probably tipped the stats in our favour. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But when it comes to shots, Vale had nine, Plymouth 11. On target, two from the Vale, four from Plymouth. Uh, corners, four for the Vale, just the one from Plymouth. And I think the stats say that, you know, OK, we had a lot more possession. When you look at it, very even game. And I'll be honest, I thought in certain spells today, we played some of the best football I've seen them play this year. Triangles, 3-1 three of them, one touch passing, and at times we got in behind them, and we haven't done that a lot this year, and I actually thought today there was signs of, we have got some good footballers at this club. Mm, 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 yeah, no, I can't agree with that. They, 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 they had every one of their players barred the keeper, because I don't think there was much between the two keepers, in my opinion, today. Every one of them looked to touch above. This all three centre halves were comfortable with the ball at the feet. The communication was second to none between them. The the interchanging, the subs that they brought on were just miles above. And I think that for me shows the difference. At times we, we look good, but That's what I'm saying. I wasn't comparing or saying yeah. we were as good as them. I get that, but I, I think for me, at times we were we were carrying too many passengers again in our side, and it, it, it it's frustrating. We there was too many square pegs again, and I just I'm just glad the season's over. To be fair, I'm with you on that. I do think today we tried to play more football than we have for a while, and yeah, I'm going to is, give Andy Crosby some credit for that. 
Yeah, but that's fine when you're playing against a team that wants to play football against you. Yeah, we, we have we haven't struggled with that all season. We against the big teams that want to play football and want to play let you play football. We haven't struggled. When we have struggled, we struggled against teams like Morecambe that don't give a shit about football. Accrington that have got seventy four foot striker up front that kick it to and they, they they bullied us. That's the sort of thing where we've struggled this season. A record against the top, whilst. Maybe not points wise, but performance wise, there's only Peterborough that you look at and go, actually, Peterborough, both games were garbage, and one of the Barnsley games we were shit. The rest of them, the two Derby games, we went, we beat them in their place, went toe to toe at home, we're up bar the last 10 minutes. The two Ipswich games, we, we went toe to toe with them, and we lost to a great goal and a penalty. So I haven't. I, under both Clark and Crosby, I don't. I haven't struggled against the better teams. Where we've struggled as a club is against the smaller teams, and that that's gone through today. And I'm not calling Charlton a smaller team here, but you saw we went to Charlton. We got we rolled over, got our bodies tickled, and that's my that's my issue at the minute. It's on a day like today where we've got nothing to play for. There's no pressure on us. We can't go down. Of course, you're going to try something. Of course, things are going to look a bit better. But don't let 15, 20 good minutes and 90 minutes fool, fool us because there's too many players that aren't good enough on that pitch. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I It's easy to play football. It was a free hit for us today, really, wasn't it? You know, We expected to get beaten. We did get beaten. But we had absolutely no pressure on us. And it, the, the handbrake can come off then a bit. But I look at that team and my brother said something to me. My brother doesn't talk a lot of sense usually. But he said, a league, league two players have kept us in League One and I think we need to move away from those players. Well, a large proportion of those players now. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some movement in the summer. And lastly, before we get into the players, etc. and that, it was great to see on the final swan song, the bar cars looking so full. <laughs> I thought that was nice touch. And then a nice touch on the paddock singing the old bar cars song at the end of the match. Um, right, Johnny, before the game, you messaged me about the team. <laughs> and you said, Horrible 11. Forrest has made a paper by the looks of it. Dropping Pet is a disgrace. Need to see how they line up because if it's Smith, Donnelly, Benning, then we're fucked. Radio Stokes says 4-3-3. My God, was it right back? Play cast for 45 instead. I asked you how my 5-0 prediction was looking, and you said, awful, mate, unless you add it at half-time. Yeah. I just think, like, it's the, the 11's wrong. The, I, I don't care. The 11's wrong. You, you you start your best players, and this is, I, I say it again, you start your best players. Now, have we started our best players that might be here next season? No, we haven't. I, I could have even let him off. Do you know, like, if he hadn't played Pet today because he, he was playing the players that were going to be here next season around, I kind of, kind of could have let him off for that. But what he's done is he started a left-back that's not been good enough at left-back at centre-half. He started another left-back that's not been good enough at left-centre-half in the centre of a defence. He started our best central, central, central defender at right centre-half, and we know that football inside isn't his strong point. He started a winger 
at wing back who's played in three different positions in his three games that he's played for us. He started our best right wing back at left wing back. He started two centre midfielders. Yeah, that's sound. And then he started a three up front that you can only describe as lacklustre. And that's my issue. And have we got choices? Not everywhere. But if Cass is fit enough beyond the bench, he's fit enough beyond the pitch. He's not fit enough beyond the pitch. He shouldn't be on the bench. Because what happens if one of them three centre-halves broke down in, after two minutes and he has to pay, play 94 minutes, whatever? It's That, for me, is you start Cass, he's a centre-half, he's going to be here next season starting. Like, put Benning in a natural position, put Donnelly in a natural, more natural position for him, put Smith in his best place. And there's just things like that that have just ticked me off. It says Sammy's not in plans for next season, which is fine. That he hasn't shown enough this season for you to think he needs to have a contract. But I just, I, it's just really frustrating. And I don't expect, even if we had played a different team, that the result would have been any different. But what I do think is that, like, we don't, we don't give ourselves a chance to start with. And yes, we went 1 0 up. And yes, we played some nice football in that first 15, 20 minutes. But over the course of 90 minutes, we were we we again presented them with two guilt-head chances, which they tucked away, and one half chance by just being being sloppy. And I think Steve, what you just said, having too many League Two players. Go on, Steve. Yeah, uh, I was listening to Radio State on the way in. Bowers said we were going with a back four. I point to you guys, and I thought that's odd. Then when we were lining up, it was pretty obvious that we weren't going for about four. But Smith's got to play centrally, you know. I don't understand. If Smith is on the pitch, he needs to be in the centre. And Worrell left, you know, Planty. We'll get on to Planty because I know we, we disagree. Me and Johnny are on one side and Bez is on the other. But he's a 17-year-old lad. You've got to let him flourish in his best position at first. To ask him about like we do is just asking for trouble. And, yeah... The front three, you know, smacking it up to Willow doesn't give him a hope in hell. He, what lackluster, the word Johnny used, is a great word for those three. And what's worth playing that lovely pass for the goal. But after that, he might as well not be on the pitch. Gav Massey was Gav Massey. And the team was hard. And I don't know how Crosby wants to set up or how many of those players he thinks are capable of playing for us next year. But if he is the manager... He needs to get the best players in the in their best positions. Yeah, that's the one thing we do need to do summer. Get what you're saying on Castion. If he's fit enough for the bench, he's fit enough start. I disagree. I think he's been out for that long that you couldn't chuck him straight into start. And I think he's on the bench as uh, Itim or Derek. Yeah, so, I get that. but what I, what, like I say, what happens if one of the centre defenders got got injured after two minutes? Are you looking and going, oh, I can't throw Cass on? No, then he has to play, but that's because injuries have forced you. If, or you change the shape altogether and say, Cass can't play 90, 88 minutes, he's only capable of 45. And I think and if he can't play, that, that, that my, my, my wholeheartedly is he shouldn't be on the bench. If but you always Sammy, do that with players returning from injury. Not, not the last game of the season, you don't. You don't need to at the last game of the season. No, I get that, last game of the season. But players coming back from injury, you always have them on the bench because you know they're not playing 90 minutes and they can't play 90 minutes. And you're getting them up to speed. I get we're not getting them up to speed now, but it's a case of 
we need a defensive option on the bench for it if we need to change it. Are you putting Cass on or are you putting Big Dalboy on? I would prefer put Sammy on the bench if that's the case then. Because he didn't, he didn't have too bad a game at right, at right centre-half at Portsmouth. No, he didn't. Do we know that Sammy's not injured? Because we haven't heard anything to do. And the fact that he hasn't even been making the bench, either we really don't fancy him or he's injured. I don't know the answer to that one. He looked fine walking around after, but then so did Ben Garrity. So. And so did Jones, and we know he's not. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you can't read that. He could be injured. But I just think, like... like it's it's a it's a bugbear of mine all the time that the, the coming back from injury thing is because a player doesn't just come back from injury. Like Cass won't have just come back from injury in the last couple of days. Get he will have been running for two, three, four weeks. Hal, when we were at the club on the open day, Bez, he was in the gym. Yeah. So it's it, that it's it's so this this match fitness thing is it's not a myth because yes, they do need to get up to match sharpness, but you're a footballer, you, you, you should be fit. And then if you, you should have been training for a couple of weeks before you even make the squad. And that that to me says he he should be fit enough to play 90 minutes. But I, yeah. I, I get it. But I, I, when, when we look at that back three, it just it hurts. It hurts badly. I get it. I, I honestly think he hadn't really got a lot of the choice bar not go with the back three. But but that is that's that's a choice though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a choice. That's what he could have done. He could have gone. We're not going with the back three. But then you're saying it's last game of the season. If Cass can't do ninety minutes, don't put him on the bench. It's last game of the season. He's changing your shape. You've played for forty-five league games plus all your cup games at the back. It's an option. I think. I, th- I think what what you've got what you've got to appreciate is that. Barring that, nah, even even plenty actually, every one of them players in that squad will have grown up playing a back four. So yeah. I think reverting to a back four isn't as culture shock as reverting to a three. I think if you would have turned to to Smithy and gone, "Oh, Smithy, you're playing in a two now," it wouldn't have been any culture shock to him. Donnelly possibly because of of the position that. Forrest seemed to say he played in and left back. So that could have been a bit of a culture shock for him. But, like, I just, I just think that there was four players that were playing in an unnatural position. And against the best team in the league, you're taking a risk. Yeah, yeah. And this is where, one for Wednesday... Summer's going to be massive because we now need to get round pegs for round doubles. With next season, I don't want to be seeing a 17-year-old lad playing wing back who I thought was excellent today. And we'll get on to it. I know you two don't, so we'll get on to it as we get there. But we shouldn't be having players 17-year-old out of position. He should be playing in his natural position. And you're alluded to that. No, but we need to get the management situation sorted quickly so they can recruit, along with Flitcroft, the players they want for their system. It's per patently obvious that at the moment we don't have the players for the system that Crosby wants to play. Yeah. And that needs sorting. If he is the manager, we need to get it announced, whatever our reservations are, and get the recruitment spot on. Yeah, yeah. And I actually think today was a 3-4-3, but with was and plenty kind of off the ball, becoming more wing backs than wide midfielders. Yeah, which is which is what I which is what I'd say. I think Again, my, my my big issue is that with the three up front, 
we've again left the winger on the bench in politic. And I'm not saying he's the answer, but he's a winger. He's always been a winger. Yet he can't get into our squad when we're playing wingers. And just yeah, it's weird. It's some stuff's just weird. Yeah, and Plantian was about wingers and playing wide mm. midfield. But there yeah, yeah. Carry on, Johnny, with your mark for Crosby and the coaching staff. It's five for him, I think. So, so some of it was forced, some of it was choice. Um, subs didn't really do anything to impact the game, so it's just much of a muchness, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Steve, anything to add there? No, no, I think it was what it was. Yeah, fair enough. Let's get through the players then. It starting in goal, Johnny. Number one, Aiden Stone, my lord. Six for Stoney. Um, don't think he could do anything with the goals. Um, his kicking was decent. And there was there was the corner in the second half where he came and got a good punch on it. Um, and yeah, overall, all right. Yeah, he's conceded three goals. But I think really if you're picking any of them out and saying, oh, we should have saved them, uh, I'll be surprised. Yeah, now I'm with you on that. Steve? Yeah, Stone was decent. Stone's grown on me since he's come back into the team. And <laughs> I know this is for an, another pod, but unless we're recruiting a keeper who's substantially better, I wonder whether we let Stone have a crack next year because there's no point in paying out good money for a keeper who's on the same level, which is what effectively happened this year. You know, if we're massively upgrading, then crack on. If we're not, I think Stone... Stone's improved a lot, and since he came back into the team, I've been impressed with him. And he could do nothing about the goals today. Yeah. On, on on that point, Steve, and I know this is probably going off on a bit of a tangent here, but like I I said I, I said in the in the ground, do you spend five grand a week on a keeper who is playing with Smith, Donnelly, and Benning in front, for example? Or do you let Stone board next season and put that five grand towards a striker that's going to score you 25 goals instead? The latter. It's the exact same conversation we had as well. You know, if you've only got a finite amount of money, Stone isn't bad. And I think he could be okay. I would rather spend the money elsewhere than pay Stone to sit on the bench and have another keeper in. We've seen it this year. Whatever Jack Stevens earns, I don't know, but it's effectively wasted money. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you both. I think Stoney's really grown. I think some fans harshly treat him because they look at the saves percentage, and today they'll look at it and go, "Well, he saved one of four shots, so it's 25 percent." Look at the three that went in. For some reason, teams just seem to bring the shooting boots against us, and there's nothing you can do with any of them. And anyone that tells me any different, I'm not having it. Um, it I think helps. we've it helps, and we're we're putting them on a plate for them now. Yeah, it does. We seem to give sides good good chances, yeah, and yet we, we seem do. to work hard for our chances. And again, I've said a few times this year, the difference between League Two and League One is the quality in each box. Yeah, we I, seem to I, give away chances and not be able to take them as well as others. T- today, for me, was the first time I think we'd we we'd given a clear cut chance, and we scored it. Yeah, I think that's the first time we we've. We've been in that sort of acres where there's not a man around, sort of thing. Whereas we we seem to have the ability to to do that at least once a game. Yeah, 
Yeah, no. I'm with you both. Obviously, we need to bring a goalie in over the summer because Aidan Stone is the only goalie on the books. Mm-hmm. And one that we'll get in on Wednesday is, are you bringing in a first-choice goalie or are you bringing in someone to compete? And I'll be honest, I have no no um, worry if Aidan Stone is our number one choice next season. I think he's growing every game. He's still a young lad and he's going to get better. You can see he's commanding of his area. If you go back to watch him last season to this season, is a hundred times better. His kicking's a hundred times better. He dealt with that one that Conlon knocked back to him at yeah. bloody knee height. He dealt with that fantastically. Um, yeah, I like Aiden Stone. No problem with Stone at all. But some people will just look at are uh, the shots percentage, etc. And Stone has made some great saves this year, which I haven't seen Jack Stevens do. And I've said that throughout the season. That's not me just saying it now. I said it when Stevens was in goal and everyone was raving about him that I didn't see it. Yeah, like you say, ideal world you bring in a first-choice goalkeeper and that doesn't affect anywhere else on the pitch in an ideal world. But we know that there isn't a money tree, so we've got to be savvy. Yeah, I'm with you. Steve, your next right of the back three was out smudgy. Um, Smithy tried to get on the ball a bit today. He was actually, I thought he was better on the ball on the right side than I've seen him in the past. But he shouldn't be there. You know, he should be in the centre. He should be in the centre. You know, he wasn't really at fault for the goals. He had a good physical battle with Ellen up front. Ennis um, Smithy was all right. It was a Smithy performance. Ste- steady Nathan Smith performance. Johnny. Yeah, I think steady Nathan Smith performance is is spot on. Um, is six for Smithy. Did his job all right. There wasn't a lot. He could have done other than try not try not have a fight in the in the in, a, in the penalty area and in the sort of lead up to the second one. Him and Ennis, I think, were grappling a little bit, but that's Smithy. Um, yeah, it was probably should have had a penalty for the one in, in the second half. No, where... come on, not, to that not... ref watch. No, no, not the one where the ref stops it and has a word with him. Right, go on then. The one after. Yeah, the one after where the ball's... I think think so, yeah. He's pulled down. Like, the one where the ref has a word with him, I I get that. He could have sent the lad off for violent conduct, for example, but it's not a penalty. No, people around me were screaming for a penalty on that one. As you rightly say, you can't give a penalty when the ball's not in play. Yeah, it was the one after where he he kind of... He brought it. He had it, and then he seemed to get pulled down and just... Did the Nathan Smith thing of getting back up? Yes, I'm with you. With you. But yeah, it was it was all right from Smithy. I think bit of end bit of end of the season thing um, with him, but so so was the rest of it. Yeah, no, with you both, not a lot more to add on Smithy. In the middle of the back three, then Johnny was young Aaron Donnelly. Um. Shite today. Uh, just, he's just not a centre off. Like I say, shite. He won't. He, he, he won't awful, awful. But I just I worried every time he went near him. A couple of times early doors, he looked like he was he was into it today. He put his body in the way and he was blocking it. And then other times he was just kicking the ball out of play and just not just not just not being the it's not being the centre-half that you want in the middle of the three. And that's 
partly due to age and experience and partly due to what's around him as well. And yeah, it was just it was five performance. He could have he should have done better covering Benning for the second one. Um, where the ball's played down the channel, he, he should have covered, but he just, just didn't cover himself in any glory. Steve? Um, I think that's a bit harsh. Not his performance, but he's 18 year old, years old, out of the academy, playing in the middle of back three for the first time, is it, this season? Probably his career against a side who've got 100 points in the league. He wasn't great, but I think we hung him out to dry today. Fair enough. Um, I'm a bit with you, Steve. I think he did okay. No better than okay. Times, as you say, Johnny, at times he was putting his body on the line. Other times it was a bit lacklustre. And if he's back next season, we need to get him a position nailed down that says possession. We do. He made a cracking tackle as well, first off, where it yes. was like kind of an interception slash tackle. And that sort of thing you looked at and think, do you know what? That's that was good, but it's just too many times where he gets the ball and just panics. And there was times where you think leather it as far as possible and he was floating it. And it's just, I think I I just think it's the inexperience of playing men's football. And unfortunately it's wrong wrong time, wrong place really for him in a side that Probably could have done with an experienced centre off to to get a, get us through the, the the latter end of the season rather than a young lad. I think we've brought in at wing back and then Jones's ankles exploded. Yeah, I'd agree hundred percent with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Steve, your next then. Malbeni left of the back three. Um, I think that was Mal's last game for us. And it kind of summed up his season. He was caught wrong side a couple of times. The third goal, he couldn't even foul the lad, you know. And I don't know what to say about Mal. I don't want to. I've been accused of battering him, being over the top of him before. But I think somebody said on here last week, he never has a six out of ten game. He's either dreadful or pretty decent. And he's not. A left-sided centre-half. Um, he's not commanding enough. His distribution's not good enough. And positionally, whether it was swapping around between left-hand, left wing back and left centre-half, I don't know. But he was all at sea. He's got to do better for the second goal. Weak to piss. And the third goal, like I say, he was the wrong side. He, he was poor today. But as it is. Johnny? Yeah, it's... Again, I think I think similar bracket to Donnelly five. I think he, he he should have done better on the second one as well. He was kind of caught a bit of no man's land for me. Um when when the ball's down the channel. Um I think what he doesn't do is he's not as tactically aware in terms of the third goal, for example, he tries the foul when you're pretty much on the edge of the area, whereas Brad Walker, for example, probably grabs hold of his shirt just past the halfway line and and stops that from happening. And I think that's criticism of our team as a whole. We haven't got anyone, barring probably Funzo, that is willing to just grab hold of someone and go, not today, thanks. Um and I don't I don't I'm not saying I won't see that all the time, but there's time and a place for it, isn't there? And that definitely was 
the time. Um, thought the ref played a decent advantage, and then we got punished for it. Um, Benning just isn't a centre half, so I don't want to be too harsh on him. But probably his last game in a Vale shield, like Steve said, and it's it's going to be a career that's not as fondly remembered as he is at Mansfield, unfortunately. Um, he showed promises, he showed glimpses of it, but it's yeah. It's, Today was just not not ever going to be his day. Yeah, now I'm with you. And just to mix things up halfway through, I'm going to do ref watch now because you've just spoke about the ref. Johnny, use ref watch brought to you by. Um, well, you you've, you've not given me any time to find find it or anything. So you talk about the ref, and I'll tell you it's sponsored by after. Go on then. I thought, as you say, I thought the ref actually had a very good game today. Um, lying in front of the pad, it didn't help him especially when someone handballs it two metres in front of him and he can't see it. The one where it was going out for a goal kick and there, like, keeps it in with his hand. Oh, yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, booked one of their lads for diving in the box, trying to win a penalty. First time I've seen a ref actually implement that law for the probably first time this season. I've seen anyone boot for diving. Correct thing do, spot on, well done. Played the advantage really well today for both sides when he could, kept the game flowing when he could. I know Plymouth fans screamed for a back pass where I think it was Donnelly made the tackle and the ball went back to Stone who caught it. For a back pass, it has to be a deliberate playing of the ball back to the goalie. That was a tackle where the ball's at his foot and gone back to the goalie, so never a back pass. Um, as you say, Johnny, people were screaming for a penalty when Smithy was getting manhandled, but we hadn't taken the corner. You can't give a penalty if the ball's not in play. You can send someone off if the ball's not in play, but you can't give a penalty. Handled that well. Um, the one thing I wasn't sure of, and I don't know if you'd have got a better view in Lawn Street, Steve, the one where he gave Vale the free kick right on the corner of the box, was it outside or inside the box where the foul was committed because it looked close from the pad, but it was over Lawn Street side? No, it was well outside. Was it fair enough? Yeah. So we got that right as well. Yeah, I thought the ref had a decent game today. Yeah, do you know what's quite funny? Nath, um, friend of the show, actually said that the the one he booked for diving in the penalty area, the ref actually got that wrong. He thought it was a penalty. Fair no, enough. it wasn't. No. I was no. right. Well, I wouldn't. I thought he got that right. It's funny what you say about the liner. The liner on our side, on the Long Street side, gave nothing at all. As yeah. though the ref had said to him, you know, like on a Sunday, when they'll say, right, just give offsides and throw-ins. He was a bit like that. You know, yeah, there's a, couple, there's a couple of times when he really needed help. When the ref was just in a good position for a referee, but he couldn't see what was going on because he was blocked by the players and the liner never gave anything for either side. Yeah. The one in front of the paddock, how we missed that handball where it was going out for a goal kick is beggar's belief. Absolutely beggar's belief. It was diabolical. And for the one he booked for diving, I haven't seen it back. And obviously I'm at the paddock down near the Amalen, so... I can't say I've got a clear view of it by any stretch, and I don't know if he dived or not, but fair play to the ref. To me, he's convinced he's dived to book him. And I thought he handled the game well and the occasion well, because a lot of refs coming to that game today, knowing Plymouth are going for the title and give Plymouth absolutely everything. And I thought he was down the middle. Yeah, I thought he was fair. I thought it's one of them. Um, where it's, what's, what, what's the worst that he could have done today, really. He's not. He's he's not going to influence a game too much. Um, when he's he's just giving 
the decision that needed to be gave. I think there was much controversy that happened, and their lad didn't make a meal out of it when he was booked. The one thing I think he could have dealt with better was the lad. The, 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 there was one of their lads literally stood in his face as as he'd give a decision. Yes, and I thought he could have dealt with that better. Like. Obviously, you don't know what the lad's saying to him. He could actually have been really nice and polite to him. It's just it came across as a bit aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I think he could have dealt with the keeper better because the keeper was a bit of a plank. Massey speared him into the net near near enough, but the ref had given advantage. It was the only ever thing he was going to do was give a free kick, and I don't see why the keeper took too much of a like. He kind he kind of made a, a big big deal about that. So they're the two bits I thought he could have got better. But, you know, refs deal with dissent, shall we say, in different ways, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, that Ref Watch is brought to you, brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. Um, carry out same-day repairs to all makes of glasses and, sun- and sunglasses. Yeah. So there you go. Get yourselves over. The weather was lovely today. You might have dug your sunglasses out and noticed that there's a bit of a scratch on them. So get yourself over. Have a look. Right, carry on with the players then, and this is the one where we're going to have probably more disagreement because he was my man of the match, and I know he wasn't for you two. Johnny, your first right of the midfield four was James Plant. Yeah, five for Plant today. I thought, great finish, absolutely great finish, but you can't pass a ball across your own box and set up a goal and then not track your man for the second one and come out with any uh, anything higher. Yes, he's a 17-year-old. Yes, he's playing in an unnatural position for him. Um, but we're playing him. We've got to judge him. If that's Gav Massey, you're not giving him man of the match. And I don't care what you say. You're not giving him man of the match if that's Gav Massey doing that. Um, and I just think it was a baptism of fire playing him in an unnatural position when you've got space for him that he could have easily filled with a player that's going back to the parent club and probably being released in Butterworth. We could have put it we could have put plenty there and protected him a little bit because I think that we've not protected him. I think that we've gone, do you know what? He's a young lad, he's got energy, he can get up and down. I I really do think we've hung him out a little bit. And them two mistakes will won't 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 break his career. Do you know what? Like we're not going to look back in ten years and go, oh, do you remember we had a lad called James Plant and he made two horrid mistakes and he's never played for us again. But no one's going to remember the, the, them against Plymouth. You're going to remember. Do you remember that James Plant that's come through, scored two two goals in his first league season by playing a total of probably about 150 minutes across across the four games that he's played in the league. And he looked a real prospect, and now he's playing one, maybe two divisions higher. And that's what I think we're going to look at going forward. But I, I honestly think that you, you, you've you got to hammer him for them because the first one is an unfortunate mistake. He looks like he's tried leather it away and caught it, and it's it's gone straight across. But the second one's criminal, not tracking. Yeah. Steve? Yeah, sadly, Bez, I agree entirely with Johnny. I think that if we're playing plenty, he could have played instead of either Massey or Butterworth to give him a free hit to do what he's good at. Um, I wonder whether that we sort of think he's a local lad 
he's going to get a lot of slack cut for him in the first two or three, you know, two or three months of his career because that always happens. So they've risked him there. First goal, first goal was bad. Second goal was probably worse for me because, you know, misplaced pass to misplaced pass, but he just lost his man. But then he is 17 years old, playing in the wrong position. It's the way he took that goal, nobody else, maybe Willow, could have finished that like that. And he got down the line a few times. Had he been played on the right side of the front three, I think he would have had a better chance. And I think the position we played him in was unfortunate. But I have to say that had that been um, Malberin or anybody else, we would have battered him. So we can't just say, oh, it's plant, he's 19. He was picked to play in that position. 17. 17, sorry. He's picked to play in that position. He didn't do particularly well in places. Right, well, let me tell you why I thought Plenty was my man of the match. And yes, I'm judging him offensively and I'm cutting him the slack defensively, which you're right. I wouldn't for Gavin Massey, but Gavin Massey's made 300 career appearances. James Plant's made four and he's 17. I get he's on the pitch, judge him as a player. However, what really impressed me with Plenty and why I'm giving him man of the match, you both said, took the goal beautifully. That bit of pace got away, one-on-one with the goalie. A young lad can shit himself there and put it into the bar cars cool as everything what impressed me the most though is he got on the ball he ran at him he was gliding past their players which none of our other players were doing and you look at the senior players in the team today Ojo Conlon was they were all looking for Planty all of them wanted to give Plant that ball and say to Planty you're the only one of us that can hurt them and Planty was hurting him he got in some real good positions put some good quality crosses into the box and the other lads weren't treating him as a I'm going Rappy and Cotton Wool and not give you the ball. I'll give it to one of the experienced players. They were giving it to him. And he was gliding past their players. There's times where he cut inside and he glide past, past three of them. I get what you're saying defensively. And if we're going playing wing back next season, then he's got to improve on that. And I'm with you. However, we've now have got to decide what formation we're playing. And if we're playing wing backs or right of midfield, go and sign players there so Planty can play in the front three. Because that's where Planty should be judged. That's where Planty plays. He's a 17-year-old lad coming through our youth system. And next year, we were on about him on the last pod. And Johnny, you were saying maybe he goes out on loan for six months or he's a bit part player. Planty's in that first 11 next season for me. Not for me, he's not. He's he's, he's still a young lad. We've done something seriously wrong in the window of James Plant's first choice. Disagree. Totally disagree. Yeah, I'm with Johnny again. I would keep plenty, and I'd like to see him play 10, 15 games at the right time. Um, I don't think he'll be first choice next year, um, and I wouldn't want him to be either. I think we need to progress him properly and not not destroy the lad. You know, our fans are pretty unforgiving, and the local boy thing won't last forever. You know, he will not get the slack. He, he will not get cut a decent amount of slack for a long time. And he's a really, really good prospect. And everything you said, Bez, about him going forward, 100% agree with. But we shouldn't be playing him wing back. And I don't think that he should be first choice next year. Name me another player on that pitch today for Vale that had a better impact going forward than James Plant. I'll tell you something. On that pitch today, there's only three players that I'd have here next season. So that doesn't that doesn't show a lot, though, does it? Yeah. And if James Plant isn't in that first 11 next season because we've signed a winger that's better than him, 
I'm really looking forward to that because I think we'll have signed one hell of a winger. I think James Plant is as good as any winger we've got at this club at this moment in time. 100% yep. at this moment in time. Without, yep. you know, there, I think there are, I'll jot them up, there are three, again, I'm with Johnny, there's three players I think should be in that team next year who should, should be at the club. So it's no great achievement to be the best winger at Port Vale at the moment. But I'm not taking anything away from him because I think he is going to be a good player. We just need to be careful how we treat him. Yeah, and we'll see. I honestly, whether he's 17 or 31, if he puts in performances offensively like that, yes, I don't expect him to be having to do the defensive side, as in playing wing back. Yes, he's still going to have to trap back and help out if he's playing a winger. But I've seen him for the team. He always plays in a front three. He doesn't play on the wide of midfield or at the back. That's his position. Let's get him in that position and see what happens. And like I say, pre-season or judged. If he comes out pre-season and he's as good as anybody at the club, he gets that shirt for me, whether he's 17 or 30. Yeah, that, that, that obviously. But you've got to say that we, if, if, if we're basing our hopes next season on Planty having games like that every week, then we lose him in January anyway. For big money. It's not going to be big money for Withers, though, is it? That's the thing. It's going to be adequate money. Depends how long this contract is that we've just signed him to, and I hope it's a long one. Yeah. Look, I'm not knocking him. Um, I'm not, like... Think, I think he looks a real good prospect. He's now scored two goals, two different goals. One, you've got to say that today's one was with, with his weaker foot as well. And... I can't. I, I don't. I honestly don't think there's many players in our squad that put that away with their weaker foot, because he put it with his left and his right footed. So that's you got to give him some credit. His deliveries into the box were were were, were decent. Offensively, he's a very raw, exciting player. He gets you on your feet, but we've got to make a choice next season. And we played him wing back today, and you've got to judge him as a wing back. You can't, you you can't take a bit out of his game because it doesn't fit in what you, what you're looking at. And I just think that today it was it. It's another example of Crosby for me getting it wrong. But worth was no need for him beyond that pitch today, unless we're planning on signing him. And I can't see why we plan on signing him based on this twelve months. I'm with you on that part. Yeah, can I just say it? Um, I don't want to be accused of being too harsh on Planty because I think he's going to be really good. But as Johnny did, I've just judged him on what I saw today. And there were mistakes there. But he's, he, people like him are going to be the future of the club, however long he stays, however much we get for him. And he's going to be brilliant, hopefully. But today wasn't one of those days. But I think there's loads of reasons for that, which we've talked about. There we go. And that's how we see football different. My man, the match. A five for Johnny and Steve for James Plant. Uh, moving on. Steve, it's you next and you got Funzo. Now, Funzo was actually my man of the match. Um, I thought he showed the ball. He looks a good player. I think he needs better players around him, basically. I think in our midfield or with our two wide men and, our, and the fact that the ball wasn't sticking up front, his options were limited, but I thought Funzo was decent today. A couple of good driving runs. He was careful with the ball. I thought he was our best player. Johnny? 
Yeah, I'm with Steve. I thought he was our best player today. I don't think he was any more than a six, though. Um, he was my man of the match. I thought the the, the old performance was was all right by the team as a whole. Um, but yeah, Funzo, apart from where he took on his man and then decided to trip over the blade of grass, yeah, <laughs> uh, in in the second half, that was that 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 was frustrating. But be fair to him, I think he just lost his footing. Yeah, it it, it was funny. I think yeah. the, the the frustrating thing about Funzo is. He came to this club and said, I'd like to win it back and give it to the footballers. I want to see how good these people are that, 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 to, to make Funzo that sort of player because he's head and shoulders above any of our midfielders. So you'd be signing one hell of a player for Funzo go into that role. Um, maybe he just doesn't give himself enough credit, but decent performance. I'm happy to have him here next season by assumption. Um, and yeah, it's it was it just needs needs a couple of couple of players around him, help him out. Yeah, and I'm with you both. I thought Funzo had a good game and was probably second in my man in the match behind Planty. I thought he had a decent game, and I actually thought him and Cotton did okay together. But I still like three in the midfield. But let's see what the summer brings. Johnny, moving on, we had Conlon next to me. We did. Um, six six out of ten for Conlon. Thought it was all right again. Worked well. He works hard all the time. A couple of bits didn't come off, but I don't think he was massively outclassed today. Um, what I think lets let lets him down, and similarly with the majority out of our squad, is just a lack of pace. And at times, like he had the chance to. Knock it in front and get 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 the ball out of his feet, but he just checked back and kept the ball moving along nicely. You've got to credit Plymouth for that; they got back into shape really well. But I just would like to see a bit more pace in our whole team. Steve, I thought Colin was okay. Um, the deeper role, when there's less pressure on him to be creative, I think has helped him out a bit. We expect less of him when he's playing. You know more defensively. I thought he set piece delivery was good. There's one in the second half which he whipped across. Um he was less ponderous on the ball than, than he's been on occasion. Whether Collins here next year is what I'm a bit torn about really. Um but I thought I think playing deeper is suiting him. He is not good enough to be the front of a three man midfield. He doesn't wish that this season has shown that. But he was all right today. You know and he and he, he can't criticise it for effort or anything like that. So, yeah, he was OK. Yeah, with you both, I thought he was OK today. Effort was there, did all right, and at times pushed on to start the press when he could and then got in shape and got the side in shape when he needed to. I thought it was a six out of ten, yeah, with you, Johnny. You know, decent performance without being excellent. Um, and then last Steve, possibly the last time we see him in a veil shirt, and my heart breaks a little bit every time I say that. Dave Waddle. Yeah, um, it wasn't what his best game for me, to be honest. Um, second goal, maybe a bit. He wasn't particularly creative going forward. Um, but he's up and down well. His defensive position was sound majority of the time. And he was no way man of the match. And he has been a, a terrific servant to us. So... If it was his last game, 
he owes this club nothing. And but today was just a little bit below was performance, but he is never ever bad. He he dips slightly below a normal level of performance, but he doesn't dip to mal malbedding levels of shyness. And I think that's what you can say today about Wasser for me. Johnny. Five for was today. I thought as as I've hammered plenty in terms of defensively, the second goal by Was was a disgrace. Yeah. The lad the lad knocks it past him and he just stands still and goes, Oh yeah, you've gone past me. Was usually busts the gut, then get back in position. And I don't know I don't know if it's been a long season and it's just the emotion of maybe the last ever time he plays there got to him a bit, but that that just didn't that's that felt unwarrel like to me. Um and yeah, other than that, he was he he was largely unnoticeable, which is weird for Warrell. I always feel like most games you notice him doing something, but I, I, I can't really tell you of much he did at all. Yeah. Now, with you both and that, I thought wasn't his usual standard, but like you say, Steve, it wasn't a shitter of a game. Once his usual standard was he was going shit to take it in. It's the last time I'm playing at Vale. I don't know. I hope not. I think everything points towards it might be, but I hope not. I love Dave Warrell. He's been a great servant for the club. And if he does go, he goes with our blessings and all the best. If he does go, we might know more by the time we record on Wednesday or Dan and the club might deliberately wait till Thursday morning to release anything. Let's see. But yeah, as I say, if he has gave me heartbreaks a little bit because what a servant he's been. And talking about my heart breaking a little bit, Gavin Massey pulled on a fucking veil shirt again. Go on, Steve. Yeah. Um, when Plymouth fans were giving it their such and such, like, we want you to stay. I tried to get Gavin Massey, we want you to stay in the lawn streets. Um, I'm lucky to get out alive, to be honest. It, today, some Massey up. There was some rumour that he might have a two-year deal. I really hope that isn't true. I hope not to see Gavin again. And we talked about Planty before. I'd rather see Planty up there, given a chance to show what he can do. He was... He's actually played worse than he played today, but he was, in the past, he wasn't a threat. Um, he didn't look like he was overly arsed. Um, he was just a bit, you know, a bit, a bit me. I don't know. Yeah, and that should have been you first, Johnny. I've just realised, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll let you off. Thank you. Um, been a long season. It's been a long season. <laughs> for, yeah, it was four for me. I thought ineffective. You, a few weeks back, we we praised him against Ipswich and Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers, yeah, yeah, for effort, desire, and general want. Today, it was the complete opposite again, and it was kind of, I, I don't know, I just, I, I don't, we, I kind of protected him a few times in the fact they're saying maybe he's, maybe he is a winger, maybe he's played up front for part of this season, he's done us a job over the course of the season because we've had no choice, but you put him in his natural position you've got to expect him to deliver something or at least try to. And I just, I can't remember it. He, he fired one into Willow in the first, second half, I think it was. Yeah, 
into the second half. He fired one into Willow there, which he was he had no chance of controlling when it was a five yard pass into his feet and we might have been in. Um that's first half, sorry, not second. Um and yeah, it was just another that really I can't remember much of in the second half at all. No, I'm with you. And here's your winger today. Plant is playing right in midfield, he's your winger. And yet Plant is doing all the attacking work, all the wingers' jobs, getting to the byline and getting the crosses in. And yes, he should be helping him with that. But as your winger, Gavin Massey should be the one doing that. And I don't know what he was doing. He's dog what? shit. Absolute fucking dog the shit. Thing there is, right? Massey has played wing back before and is more experienced. So why not swap Massey and Plant round? Give Plant a better chance to have your more experienced man against a team who are going to win the league, play wing back and let Planty play his natural position. Get, we we all know, we've all seen what Gary Matthew can and can't do. We're not so sure about, about Planty Well. Whoa, 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 let me stop you there. I've seen what Gavin Massey can't do. I haven't fucking seen what yeah. he can do. Yeah, that, that, that's the point I'm making, that they shouldn't, they, those positions should have been swapped around and it's just dawned on me, actually. That, as you say, it makes sense. I think probably the thought process is, well, we know Plenty will put a shift in. Massey won't, which begs the question why he's on the sheet. I think if, if you're going with that, if, if that's the thought process, then like, yeah. He shouldn't be anywhere near the team, should he? If if you if you put him one in one place because of that, yeah, it, it shouldn't happen. But as I said earlier, I think Planty was hung out in the fact of where 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 he was played. I think we've done the opposite with Massey in terms of we've given him every chance to succeed in this last few weeks by playing him in his position, and we still haven't we we still haven't seen anything. No. And if he's on a two-year contract, just rip the fucker up, please. Please do. Uh, Johnny, moving on, another one that we've probably seen for the last time at Vale Park today. Big James Wilson, Vale's number nine. Yeah, a six for Willow. We we did not play to his strengths today, but he battled, he, he, he challenged Fredders, he parried players, he he tried to close down and stuff like that. We know that James Wilson's best. You get the ball into his feet around the area, he'll do his business there. There was that shot he had in the second half, which I thought was going miles, miles over. And then all of a sudden it dipped and probably was a good foot past the post, actually, but looked closer than it was when he left his boots. And that's the sort of skill that he's got in there. We just... If you're playing James Wilson and he's fit, you've got to give him a foil to play off. You cannot play him up there on his own. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just hopefully, part of me is hopefully that that's not Willow's last one. Part of me is like, as you say, he goes with my best wishes because of the fitness issues. But he's such a good player that he is one that's, that, that's really, really tearing me a bit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Let's be honest, every Vale fan keeps Willow if you can say he's playing 30 games plus. Or if you say to Vale fans, we've got him on a pay-as-you-play, everyone keeps him. But what we're going to do, Steve, your boy from Biddulph. Yeah, um, on the game, lumping up to Willow does him no favours. But he did give it his best shot. They got got good big centre-halves. Really competed. But you need, Willow needs to play off somebody like Ellis. Get him in the number 10 position, dropping off and 
we didn't choose to do that to, today. As for Willow himself, we got promoted the back end of last season on Wilson's goals. Um, the back end of last season, he was absolutely outstanding. And if he does go, we owe him a huge debt of gratitude because he was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm torn on Willow going forward. And I like everyone else. I love him as a player. He's brilliant. but And I'd love him to stay. But if our budget is limited, then do we get value for money out of him on the number of games he plays? And that is for another pod, but he was all right today. And if he has gone, if it is his last game, he has done us proud last season. Yeah, I'm with you. He's done us proud last season. I don't think he's done a great deal this season, and a lot of that's due to injuries. He's never really got going for us. And every time we look like getting going, we come up against a Wickham that kicks shit out of him or a Chef Wednesday that kicks shit out of him and he's out again. So if you'd only seen James Wilson this season, I don't think you'd be offering him a contract. We know what player's in there. And on grass, he is that, the best player at this football club. If the deal's right for the club, I would love to keep James Wilson. If you turn around and tell me we're keeping him and his eyes paid player of the club on a normal contract, I don't think there's many fans that would keep him in. It's a real tough one, as you say, Johnny, because I'd love to see Willow in a veil shirt next season. I really would. But it's got to be the right deal. And on today... I don't think he really impacted the game. He wasn't out by his teammates. I think you've been fair. Maybe overly fair with the six. I think he's probably more of five for me because I can't really remember him doing anything. And yes, his teammates didn't help him. But I can't really remember him doing anything. For, for me, a striker's only as good as his service and he got none. Yeah, agreed. And that's my big thing. I think if he could have easily just stood there and gone, shit happens, seeing a bit. But... I think he. The thing that I liked was when that when that score, their centre off was was going up. He was challenging him, and you know it was one of them challenges that was like, look, I don't think I'm winning this, but I'm going to put pressure on and hope that he doesn't get a clean header on it. And that's all you can ask from a striker when that's not his game. Um, and that's just that's just unfortunate, really. That. We go in with a game plan that seemingly doesn't suit the players that we're playing. And it's it's been the story of our season. It has. Today, it has. I mean, before we go on, I would if you play Proctor in that position today, and time not to ask about hanging around the left wing or the right wing, time to say centrally, you would have had a better chance than Willow because it is more Proctor's more natural game, older than it will bring people in. And you have you know Willow behind him. Again, we've said it about a few players. He was he was kind of hung out to dry today. I mean, Stone clipped a lot of the balls out wide aiming for Warrell, didn't he? Because he didn't fancy Willow against that score. And that's fair enough. But as Johnny said, he didn't give him any free headers. He had a go at them all, not expecting to win any, and maybe somewhere a token gesture effort. But he gave it a go and he didn't get any service whatsoever. And it's hard whoever you are up front. Yeah. Don't disagree with it, any of that. Just for me, just me, I can't see how he can get a six if he has no impact on the game. And like I say, I do get everything you've said and agree with everything you've said. None of his teammates helped him out. Um, and last but not least, Steve, could be the last time we see him as well. Oh, Buttercup. Yeah, I hope so. Um, if you walked into that game after 10 minutes, 
you'd have thought you'd be giving Buttercup probably a two. The pass aside, the pass was absolutely magnificent. You cannot take away that from it. It was, it was perfectly weighted. The bit he got his head up. The vision was excellent. But apart from that, I cannot think of one single positive contribution he made to the game. I don't know why I did it, but I was on the Blackburn podcast and their bloke told me exactly what would happen with Buttercup. He's a player of that position. He's a bit of a luxury player. He doesn't influence enough games. And for me, I won't be bringing him back next year. Johnny? Yeah, I think look, the pass the pass is everything you want from a player in that number 10 position. Sadly, he was out on the wing. He didn't affect it at all out there. And do you know what it kind of felt like? We went, do you know what really worked at Plymouth away? Was playing three up front and playing Willow in the middle and Butterworth on the left. And we've gone... That really worked at Plymouth away, so let's do it again. And it just didn't work today. I thought he was largely ineffective. The the only other thing than the pass that he did was that the run down the left in the second half that didn't really come to anything. And it's just another one where we've decided that he's a winger when he came as a striker, which we quickly decided that he wasn't. We then put him in the, the hole and had a couple of good games and shoved him out wide and messed him around. So, yeah, it's 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 an odd one with him. I, I just think that he's, he's, not, he's not League One standard. Um, shows flashes and he reminds me of Ben Whitfield in, in terms of he'll do something fantastic and everyone will remember that thing of fantastic, but He's also capable of going on a run of doing absolutely fuck all for 10 games. And Whitfield benefited from dropping down the leagues and building himself back up. And maybe that's what Butterworth needs. He's 23. He's got a long career in front of him if he wants it. And maybe a season in the National League getting to grips of dealing with a position. He, he comes back a better player because there's no doubting he's got natural. He hasn't. They're the bet. There's no doubting his natural ability as was shown by the pass, the run last week at Charlton, a couple of the goals he's scored. He's got the ability. He's just got to get everything else now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. He's definitely got the ability. And I think ability-wise, he's one of the better players we've got in this squad. For me, he tries too hard. He tries to do too much. He'll beat a man, and then rather than just laying it off to a teammate, he'll then try to beat another and another, and he ends up running down a dead alley. Once he's beat his man, lift your head up, have a loop, play it off, or have a loop, get the shot away, do what you need to do. For me, he's had more impact on today's game than Willow. Yeah. And did you give Butterworth, Mark? No, Butterworth gets five. See, and I can't see how you can give Butterworth less than Willow. Because I think, for me, the difference between the two was, apart from the pass, Butterworth didn't seem to put the effort in the same as Willow did. And my... See, I wouldn't say there was a lack of effort from Butterworth. I just thought, for me, there was a lack of end product because he was trying too much. He was trying too hard for me. I think he overly tried, if anything. Well, maybe, but I, just, I honestly, 
can't remember anything he did other than the pass and the run in the second half. There's a few times where he picked the ball up, he beat a man. But the problem is you don't remember it because then he just runs straight into the second man because he hasn't done the simple thing of he's beat the man, left your head late into the middle. Or he's beat the man, left your head, get the ball into the box or what have you. And then he's loose and that's why you don't remember it because all you remember is Butterworth lost the ball. Which is the right thing to remember because that's what's happened. But he just needs to learn to when release the ball. He's 23, he's not a young lad now. I'm not going to give him the same... I'm not going to protect him as much as I protect a 17-year-old James Plant. He's 23. At 23, you should you should be coming something like the footballer that you're then going to grow into. And I think you're right, he suffers because he hasn't got a position. He'll play on the wing one week, full stand the next week. He's played up front some weeks. Wherever he goes next, and I don't think it'll be with us, and I don't think it should be, he needs a position where he's in week in, week out. Yeah, and that's that's my thing. I think we, like I said, we brought him in as a striker. We did. And we and he definitely isn't that. No, and we we quickly decided that he wasn't a striker and put him in the number 10 role, and that's where he's looked the most effective this season. Just going to say that's where he should be for me in that number 10 role. Yeah, and that's where he would have been for me today if we're playing him, put him in that 10, put Willow and Proctor up front and... Do it that way, and yeah, it's just it, it. Like I said earlier, I would prefer to see Planty out there and someone else at wing back than put Planty at wing back and like him as a seventeen-year-old. Him have the sort of days out against a good side because they're they're Plymouth are a very very good side. They they were clinical. They they didn't. I don't think they played amazingly today. They weren't the best side I'd seen at Vale Park, but they were the most clinical. Yeah, I'm with you there. And after 46 games, you don't come top if you're not a good side. Got, exactly. Yeah, they've got pace around the pitch, which is which we haven't. You know, there's not a lot of pace in that side, which is why Planty Shom, as you said better when he was going forward, yeah. we've had no pace for three seasons or two, where it might be, but something we need to address. And they're good players. The lad up front and Mumba on the wing, you know, they get about fast, and that's something we need to get ourselves. Yeah, I'm with you. And no sub was on the pitch for 45 minutes and no marks, but only right that we say a word of 16 year old Jack Shot come on the pitch for his professional debut in the league because obviously he did play a pizza game, if I remember right. But Audi certainly made the bench. But yeah, 16 year olds come through the academy, few words got. Not a lot you can send the performance, really, but nice to see again someone coming through, Johnny. Yeah, as, as long as it's not for sentiment, I'm all for it. Do you know what I mean? As long as, long as like, they, they put the, something about how it's shown in training and stuff like that. So as long as that's for the reason, I'm all for it. I think it's good to see young lads getting on the bench. It means that the academy's doing something right. It means that we're... We're looking in the right direction. It's is it would he have been in three, four, five weeks ago if we hadn't dicked around since January? I think that that's obviously something that no one can answer, but that tells you whether he's a serious prospect or if it was if it was just. Do you know what we can bud someone here for? 15 minutes, let let him let him have a taster and then see what the summer brings with them. 
because I can't imagine we'll see much of him next season at all. Um, at sixteen, you, I I assume that he's not seventeen till this time next year because once he's fifteen in the pizza trophy, uh, I think he was. And I think wasn't he fifteen? Maybe just turned sixteen when we played Liverpool under 18s and he started that game. Yeah, so I, I think I think 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 he is. He's going to turn seventeen when that's when I think they're allowed out on loan when they're seventeen. So if, if he's still a Vale player by then, because who knows what what might happen? Um, I don't really know what sort of contract he's under. No, um, no. because I assume he's a first year scholar at that age. So I don't really know how that works. If at the end of this year there's a conversation had about them, or if if they're automatically on two, I don't. Truthfully, if he was 15 when he come through, when he got that game, the chances are he's not a first-year scholar till next year, next season. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how it works anymore. Does that yeah. leave him very vulnerable to him being poached? Then, would you say? Don't know. Don't know. Well, That's I was late, yeah. I'm going to tell my my inner big Phil here. You might remember Ben. You won't, Johnny. A player called Ronnie Jepson. He was a no, Vale fan before that time. Is, played, he, is he the Huddersfield assistant manager? Yes, he played one game for Vale. Andy will correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Back end of the what Rudy gave him a game. He was a big Vale fan. He was never going to make it for Vale. Last day of the season, we chucked him on at half time to say, so he could say he played for Vale. And I'm just hoping that, you know, Sharrock's been picked on ability and something he's shown because, and also, it is a good look for the club, you know, for Flitcroft and Will that we're getting these younger players through. And I hope it's not just to say, well, Luke, there's another one off the ranks. He was worthy of it. You can't tell today how good Sharrick will be or won't be, but it was nice to see. And yeah. had we been safer earlier, it's something we could have tried earlier, but that is for another day. Yeah, no, you can't say on today's performances, as you say, 16-year-old, like, come on. What I will say is if you get any rave reviews from the academy games that I've heard of, and when he played the full game against Liverpool under-18s, it was probably the youngest player on the pitch. And he was one of the best players on the pitch. Oh, so, well, he, he, kept thing, he kept thingy quiet, didn't he, Bobby Clark? Yeah, completely quiet. In fact, he had Bobby Clark in his pocket to the point where Clark started kicking out and getting nasty. And Liverpool rate him very highly. And yeah, well... Cause yeah, they, Adam. So there's definitely a player there. As you say, who knows what the contract situation is, but let's hope it's another one that we can see come through, pull on the Vale shirts and have a few seasons at Vale before they move on for big money. Yeah, and that, that's that's the thing, isn't it? And do you know what? I'm really happy if that's the model that we're going down. Like, I like the fact that we're willing to develop, give give young lads a chance and, and build on it. But you've also got to get the experienced heads. They're, they're James Wilson today, for example. That's the sort of centre-half you want. He's he's. I know he's 34 now, but you, you wouldn't have thought it by watching him. Yeah. Um, it, it, but that's the sort of thing I want to look for next season. Someone that's six foot two, six foot three, commanding, imposing leader to help Smithy, because Smithy can't do it all on his own every game. Because we've seen quite quite regularly players go, I don't fancy getting pinched and pulled by Smithy. I'll go, I'll go sit on Donnelly, and it's, yeah, it's just it's, that's the thing for me is that it's a massive summer. We'll cover a lot of it on Wednesday, but. Yeah, we will. And as you say, we're not signing off for our summer yet. We will be back on Wednesday to do 
a retain list. Massive thank you as the season finishes to our sponsors for the seasons. So Johnny's Bar, St. John's Square, Boozlem, get yourselves down there, support him, have a few pints. Boozlem goes a bit quieter when there's no veil. So get yourselves in there. We will be arranging a fives and threes nights in there. I'm thinking back end of May, start of June, probably one Friday night. So we'll get yeah. a date sorted and let you know. So thank you, Johnny's Bar, for the sponsorship throughout the season and since we started, our very first sponsor. Thank you to avtiming.com. Obviously, the Crew 10K. Tom's still recovering now, I'm told. His knees will never be the same again. I'll have a look on their website over the summer and probably get another 10K in. So I know he's doing the Clayton 10K this Wednesday night. So anyone that fancies it, get yourselves over, sign up. And I think it's an half seven start Wednesday night. If you fancy a 10K after work. Thank you to avtiming.com for the sponsorship. Thank you to Andy's Taxis, who sponsors the away games, which obviously we haven't got any more now, but thank you very much for the sponsorship there. And, of course, Home Choose Carpets. Give Tom a call. He'll come lay you some carpets, and you might even get a front door mat at some point. Yeah, I don't know where that is. That's still in his van somewhere. Yeah. It's sore subject. She's reading a book, so I don't think she clicked in with what you said. So, Where's my mat? There you go. There we go. There we go. Hey, will Matty Goodwin have Johnny's ratings player of the season by Wednesday? Because obviously he's been keeping track of all your ratings and he's going to tell us who gets your player of the season purely on ratings. Um, probably not by Wednesday. It depends. I don't know. I know there was a couple of pods behind beforehand, but I'll, I'll ask him. I tell him that's his job for Wednesday. We want to know. And on Wednesday, we will have a discussion on who our player of the season is, unless I won't go. No, let's go for it. I need to go back in a minute, but let's go for it. Steve, on the spot, quick, your player of the season, go. Garrity. Johnny. Nathan Smith. Yeah, I, I could go with either of them, or I could go with Dan Jones. I think it's a three-horse race. Definitely. You know, Smith, he edges it over both of them because he's played yeah, every and I get that. Yeah, yeah I get I that. that. I'll take that. Yeah, and that's, that's probably the reason I haven't gone Jones, because he hasn't played the last two, three months. I think there was times when Garrity carried this team. Before yeah. we got, if if um, the season stopped in March, Garrity would be hands down for the season, but Smithy's been incredibly consistent and always available. Yeah, and what I would say is... They were my top three, but I hadn't decided on the order. So we've covered my top three. And any you two chucking one out and anyone replacing in top three? No, they, they were my top three. Um, Smith, Garrity, Jones was my order. Um, yeah. I think honourable mention to Pet. I yeah. think once once he got himself back in, which baffled me why he wasn't in anyway. But once he got himself back in, he he, he was he was great and. Alice Harrison as well, another one that fitness fitness issues has probably scuff, scuppered that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah something massive we need to sort out for next season. Yeah, I thought well consistency wise, I thought Wazer in there, and it's a credit to him and selling diamond to our recruitment that he's still one of the best players at the club. Go on, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I think like we, we, we've we've probably named five players there, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and when you look at the season, we've had to to be able to pick out five players as potentials as players that we we are happy with. Is it is a good one? Um, 
I think the big thing is for me, we we've been told that the pitch is going to get better. It looks better now, but we know it needs to be better. And Put then, it this way on the pitch, the school Central Cup is always played at Vale Park. Yeah. And it's the final on Monday. And I know one of our listeners, Paul, who's a teacher, it's, I think all sage, you know, I may have got that wrong, but he's teaching they've made the final. So congratulations to them and good luck in the final. But for the first time, and however many years and the first time they've made the final is gutted, it hasn't been played at Vale Park because the pitch will not be in the state to play on Monday. So that tells you that work's starting pretty quick. Really, um, as the pitch, it always gets better this time of year, though, to be fair. Yeah. You know, it, the pitch is bad for, well, 60%. It usually starts well, terrible, finishes okay. This year, it just got worse a lot earlier in the season than it usually does. But Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely starting. Well, that, that, well, the thing with the pitch was, we, we know it's been, it's claimed a few victims this year, hasn't it, injury-wise. But I do think we need to review player and physio side of it as well, just because we seem to have picked up a hell of a lot of injuries again this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good place to leave it. Johnny will be back on Wednesday with a pod on the retainers. We'll probably do a pod as well on the season as a whole and review well, some yeah. of the good to the bad at some point. By retained list, it might not be the retained list if they don't release it. It will no, just... but oh, it, we're yeah. going to talk about our views, etc. If the retained list out, obviously we'll use that as a go-to. Yeah. If not, we'll be saying what we'd be doing on what we know. But we'll be back Wednesday for that. Then we'll do one the season. Season's over. Thank you, everyone, for listening throughout the season. Thank you for those that voted for us to get to the final of the award that we ended up winning. So that's, you know, real great for us this season. Um, and I think it says a great first half of the season. Let's not forget that. Thank you, Daryl Clark, for the memories. And obviously he's not with the club anymore, but thank you, Daryl, for Derby away as the one that springs to mind. Plymouth away, some good memories this season. Thank you to the players that have put a shift in. Thank you to Crosby for coming in again and save Carol for putting the money into the club and making it possible for us this season. And I'm not thanking Gavin Massey. But <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday and we'll have a chat about the retain list if it's out, if not ours. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back until Wednesday. Have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So, order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.